0: You are listening to the Sports Daily. I'm your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. A good Wednesday show for you. We're going to talk about what I brought up yesterday on the podcast. I did the math. And where you would be if you placed a $100 bet on the Monday Night Football game, on the money line for the underdog, eight weeks ago, to where you would be at right now. After, I told you, eight consecutive Monday Night Football games, the underdog has won the game outright. So I did the math yesterday and I'll tell you where you're at. And then I've got a great survivor story for you. The biggest survivor pool in all of the United States is happening right now in Las Vegas. There are four people left in the pool and it's getting really interesting. But what really got interesting was two weeks ago when somebody decided they wanted to be selfish and I'll tell you all about that. Plus, we're going to talk a little bit about the college bowls and more on the Kansas city chiefs and how bad they've been. We'll get to all that momentarily. So let's start out with this. I told you yesterday, eight straight Monday night football games. The underdog has covered the spread. So I was like, I wonder what it would take or how much you would be at right now. If you started with a hundred dollars and just rolled it over on every week. Now, granted you'll hear when I go over this, once you get to a certain number, you're not going to risk all of that money for either winning more or getting down to zero. And basically all you lose is $100 total. You would hedge at some point. But I'm just saying, here's what it comes down to. Eight weeks ago, Denver played at Buffalo. They were seven and a half point dogs. They were plus 310 on the money line. So if you put $100 down on that, you won $310. So the object of this exercise is to roll over your Monday night football bet winnings every week. So the following Monday night, you just bet the underdog again with the money you won from the previous week, which was three hundred and ten dollars. Philly was a dog of one hundred twenty. That means you would be sitting at plus six seventy two after they won. You'd take that six seventy two and you put it on Chicago the following week, who was plus one hundred thirty eight. Now your total is nine hundred and twenty seven dollars. So you've turned a hundred into nine twenty seven after three weeks. But Philly and Chicago were very small underdogs. Now the big boys come in. So you take $927, you put it on the next week, and it was Cincinnati plus 10 against Jacksonville. They were plus 390 on the money line. So you take 927 and you win almost 4-1. You're now at $3,600 and $3,615 to be exact. So now you take $3,615, you put it on the next Monday night underdog, which was Tennessee. This was the night that there, are, uh, there was two Monday night games, remember? Tennessee at Miami and... The Giants at home against the Packers, so you had to have bet both of them. Um, I don't know how you would have bet both of them because one had to register for you to place your other bet. But let's just say they were separate, <laughs> for the sake of this argument. Um, you had thirty-six hundred and fifteen after you'd gone four zero. Since uh, Tennessee was six to one hundred dogs, they were plus six oh seven on the money line. So you take thirty-six fifteen, and you put it at six oh seven. Uh, at 6-1, to one, you bet Tennessee to win outright. Now you're at $21,943. The New York Giants were plus 208. You take that 21943 you put it on the money line on the Giants at basically 2-1. to one. Now you're at $45,641 through six straight Monday Night Football underdogs winning the game outright. So this is where I say you wouldn't be dumb enough to put a $45,000 bet on a underdog the following week after that you would i mean you could do it but you would also hedge so you can at least win something on the other end because if at any point any one of these lost you're down to zero now granted you only lost 100 bucks you're playing with house money at this point rolling over your bet every week but let's just say you did you take forty five thousand six hundred forty one dollars. you put it on seattle plus 205 on the money line last week against Philly. They win. Now you're at $93,564. And then you put it on last night's or Monday night's game, Baltimore. They were plus 252 on the money line against San Francisco. And there you are. After eight weeks, you turned a $100 bet into $235,783. It is fantastical. (laughs) Like but a couple things to note here. Nobody would ever know to do this. It's very easy to look back on it after the fact and be like, oh my God, I can't believe I missed out on that. Well, you didn't miss out on that because how would you have known eight weeks ago to start betting the underdog on Monday night? And like I said, even if you did after four or five weeks, you're not putting that whole amount on an underdog the following week. Cause you're going to collect your winnings. Probably maybe when it got up to 20,000, you're like, I'm not placing a $21,000 bet on the New York Giants uh, to win outright against the Green Bay Packers. You might take them plus the points. You might take half your bet and just bet the Giants. You're just not dumb enough. Nobody is. You would collect something out of it. But that would be the number if you actually went through with all of it. 235000 That's how big it's been with eight straight underdogs covering on Monday Night Football. I wanted to talk a little bit more about the Chiefs. I know we've been talking about them a lot, but man, uh, did you see this? I, I, I didn't even realize this. You know, we've talked about the Chiefs not scoring a lot of points and whatnot. And I read you all of their, just their home games this year of what they've done at home. In six of their eight home games, they've scored 21 points or less, but can also look at this. This is another fascinating stack that ESPN came out with uh, last week. This year, the Chiefs in any game, home or away, seven times have scored 19 points or less. So less than 20 points. 19 points or less this year, the Chiefs have scored 19 points or less seven times. In the last five years, the five years that Patrick Mahomes has been the starting quarterback for the Chiefs, In those five years, they've scored less than 20 points only six times total in five years. So basically, once a year, he's been averaging where they don't score more than 19 points. And this year, they've done it seven times in one year. I mean, if that's not telling you what a drop off this offense has been, I don't know what is. And since Andy Reid has been the coach of the Chiefs, they're averaging 22.2 22.2 points a game. That's the second worst they've ever averaged under him. And the one time they averaged worse under him, they finished nine and seven. And right now they're nine and six with two games left. They have committed 26 turnovers. That's the worst. It's the most amount of turnovers they've ever committed under Andy Reid. And they have 34 drops on the season, which is the most they've ever had in a season under Andy Reid. Like, nothing is going right for the Chiefs this year. So, I know Chief fans will hold out hope. I know that there's a portion of them that are probably thinking, well, we'll turn it around. We're the Chiefs. Look at what we've done for five years. Yes, what you've done for the last five years has been utterly impressive. And outside of the Patriots dynasty that lasted you know, whatever, 17, 18 years with Tom Brady at the helm, where they basically made the playoffs every year and he went to what is it, nine Super Bowl? Ten Super Bowls. Yeah, won seven and lost three. It was just an incredible run that'll never be matched again. I, I don't real I don't think. Patrick Mahomes probably had the best shot at doing it, but he's still way, way behind Brady. But still to look at this and to see what they've become on offense the crazy thing is they won the Super Bowl last year and they basically ran it back with their same team from last year. So while you would expect a drop off at some point, for it to drop as quick as it did in one season, I think is the surprising thing. Because remember, last year they won the Super Bowl, they didn't have Tyreek Hill. They won one with him and they won one without him. They When they beat the 49ers in the Super Bowl, they had Tyreek Hill. Right now, last year when they won it, they didn't. And I'm trying to think of their receiving lineup last year, and it wasn't great. But last year, the big difference was they could run the football. They can't run the football this year. So everything is dependent on Patrick Mahomes bailing them out, and he just hasn't been able to do it. All you had to do was watch 15 games of the Chiefs. I've said it every Friday. If I went back and looked at how many times I bet against the Chiefs as one of my plays this year, I think I've probably done pretty well because I've just told you, look, there's just an automatic bet. If Patrick Mahomes is favored by six or more, you just bet against him. Even when they've been good, he hasn't covered large numbers for the most part. He will uh, on occasion, but overall, no, he hasn't. Now, I I mean, it's just – I'm stunned. I am stunned. They are seven-and-a-half-point favorites over Cincinnati this weekend. I – (laughs) it's almost too good to be true. That line is screaming at you to take the Cincinnati Bengals. Why would you bet Patrick Mahomes laying more than a field goal at home? Look at what they've done. They won't, they can't, or they refuse to, or very likely not going to score more than 21 points. I mean, I guess you could think that the Bengals aren't going to do well, but outside of this past weekend, the Bengals have been a really good team. And Jake Browning has not been a giant drop-off from Joe Burrow like everyone suspected they're still in the playoff hunt Bengals go 2-0 and to end the season they're sitting at 10-7 and and are probably getting in the playoffs so they have a lot to play for I, I cannot believe Kansas City is seven and a half point favorites is that right is that really what they're at I haven't I thought that's what I heard I was up Sunday let me check the updated lines here real quick I'm pulling it up I'm not going to take me more than five seconds Bear with me here. Uh click on NFL football, NFL. And let's see. We've got Kansas City right now. They are seven point favorites over Cincinnati. Gosh, that's large. I tell you right now, not only is that going to be one of my plays this week, it I just have to determine is that gonna be well, I don't I almost don't want to jinx it by making it my best bet since I'm four ten and one on my best bets, but uh maybe I will. I don't know. It's either going to be a best bet or it's going to be the underdog play of the week. It's so one of the two or one of the picks, but you have to, you have to, this is an automatic. It's a situational play. You bet against Patrick Mahomes when he's laying more than three, six points at home. You just do, you do it and you go to the bank because you're going to win more often than not. All right. I'm going to finally get around to talking about this. The circus survivor contest. It's run out of the Circa hotel in Las Vegas. And It is a uh, $1,000 entry for it's just like any survivor pool that you play. You pick one team a week to advance, and that's it. You can never use them again. There's no buybacks. Once you lose, you are out. You are allowed up to 10 entries, and it's $1,000 an entry. So basically their pot is based on how many people sign up, and this year 9,267 people signed up. So the pot is $9,267,000. And it doesn't go into the playoffs, and it ends right when week 18 ends. However many people are left at the end of the season, if they get to the end of the season with more than one person, that person wins. So you could have 20 people splitting the pot at the end of week 18. You could have five. You could have, you know, eight. It doesn't matter. But here's the thing. On Thanksgiving week and Christmas week, it's their own separate weeks. So technically, you have to pick 20 different NFL winners to get to the end of the season. Unless there is one person remaining at any point during the season, then that person wins the pool. But with that many people signing up, it's damn near impossible. Well, <laughs> not unless you look at this week. But I digress. We'll we'll get to that in a second. But so that's where we stand for this year's pot right now. And anybody can sign up for this. However, if you don't live in the state of Las Vegas, you have to sign up in person. You have to get out there sometime between June and the first Thursday night football game of the season and sign up in person through a proxy. And they will charge you, but obviously the return on investment in this thing, if you actually win its it doesn't matter what the proxy charges. They are the ones that basically you go on an app and submit your bets every week. It's just one team a week. That's all you have to do. Of course, if you have multiple entries, you can do however you want to do it. Well, the bottom line is this. They are down to four people left. 9,200 people entered this pool, and there are four entries left. So if you look at it right now, you have only four people left in the pool, and there's two weeks left of the NFL season. These four people could all get together and be like, hey, guys, why don't we just all pick the same team this week and pick the same team next week? If we all win this week, we advance to next week, and the same thing. We all win, then there's four winners at the end of this thing, and four of us split nine point two six seven million dollars, which means each entry is going to get two point three million or you can play it out and see what happens. Well, following this online and following this in the Las Vegas Review Journal, apparently they've decided to play this out. There is one person in this four that has, I guess, better options than the other ones. I guess he's used different teams in the past 16 weeks. So he has a better chance of winning, and he doesn't want to chop the pot and go, screw it. Let's just all take $2.3 million. I want $9.2 million. It seems kind of greedy. I have no idea what this guy's financial situation is. But if he's a millionaire, I can understand him doing this. I don't know. I just know the screen names that they've put, uh, the the entry names. There's a guy called, uh, one is called Circus Master. One is Indiana Jet. One is Jax Jags. And one is L.A. Joneser. Those are the four entry names that are left, but I'm, I'm sorry. If you get to the final four, if you're not a millionaire and you just did this for fun and you made the final four, you absolutely, I understand 9.2 million is out there or possibly more. If only three people end up tying at the end of this thing or two people, then you'd get, you know, um, what 4.6 million each. I get it, but you guaranteeing yourself, what would you rather do? Guarantee yourself 2.3 million or take a chance on possibly winning a third of 9.2 million like 3 million um a chance of winning 4.6 or possibly winning 9.2 overall like i so here's the deal apparently circus master does not want to chop the pot so that means that they're going to have to play it out because this week circus master can pick the browns and the other 3 can't the other 3 have already used the browns so circuit master I mean, he can pick, I haven't seen all of his picks, but you can go on Circa's website and see the availability of the four teams that are left, the four entries that are left. But right now, from what I've seen on Twitter, Circus Master can take the Cleveland Browns. They are seven and a half point home favorites against the Jets. I think a lot of people think the Browns are going to win that game outright. They need to win it. They're still in the playoff hunt. The other three have already used Cleveland. And then if you look at some of the other games, they can't pick Dallas, who's a six point Home favorite. They can't pick the Bills, who are 12 point home favorites against the Patriots. They've already used them. Um, They can't use Jacksonville. They've already used them. They're a seven point home favorite against Carolina. They can't use the Eagles, who are 11 point home favorites against Arizona. They can't use the 49ers, 14 point home favorites against Washington. Like, those are obviously the teams that you would take in a Survivor League, but most of them have already used them because we're in Week 16. You're probably not getting to Week 16 unless you use some of the big names earlier. So the best game, they say, they can't use Kansas City, seven-point favorites at home against the Bengals. So the best team available, the biggest favorite at home available for these other three are the Broncos, who just showed us they can lose at home to a horseshit team because they just lost to the Patriots at home. Well, the Broncos are five-point home favorites against the Chargers. And it looks like they laid out the availability it looks like that's who those three are going to choose. So there is a chance if those three choose Denver and circus master chooses the Browns and Denver loses, I, I, I don't know if it's ever happened in the history of this contest, but there is going to be a sole winner. And that sole winner is going to get $9.2 million. That is fucking crazy. I mean, I, I, you know, they, they'll announce the picks on, I think, Saturday night is when they'll tweet it out, unless someone happens to pick, oh, no, the Browns are playing Thursday night. So we'll know Thursday night if Circus Master takes Cleveland, which I'm guessing they will. They don't have any other options. Why would you pick Denver when you know you can pick Cleveland and you're the only one that can pick them? So my guess is Circus Master's going with Cleveland on Thursday night. If they win, then it's up to the other three. However, they want to do it. You, I, I don't know if these people are in touch with each other. I don't know if they've all decided, hey, why don't we do this? And if one of you wins, well, sp- I have no idea what's going on behind the scenes. But it's going to be fascinating if one person wins this. Put it this way: if you go two, if you if you're one of these four left and you go two and zero, the worst amount, the least amount of money you're going to win in this pool is two point three million dollars. That is absolutely crazy. It's the biggest survivor pool in all of the United States. They're going to do it again next year. And I guarantee the pool, the pot's going to be even bigger. It's gone up every single year. I got eliminated in week 10. Um, last year, I got eliminated in week 10 as well. And I made it to the top 125. Like I was sweating. It was just it was just really cool to be in this. But then when it got down to 125 people, I was like, wow. You know, when you first start out, I think last year there was 6,400 people in the pool. You're not thinking... I have a chance at this thing. And then it gets to around 100 people left, and you're like, I have a legitimate chance at this. And last year's loss in Week 10, when there were 125 people left, I had the Bears at home against the Lions, and they blew a two-touchdown lead in the fourth quarter. And it absolutely you know, was a kick to my nuts. So this year, I lost in Week 10 again with Baltimore to Cleveland, blow three two-touchdown leads during the course of that game. You probably remember me talking about that. Yeah, that was not pretty. But – That's how frustrating this can be because you could save out like I guarantee like two people, um, you know, you could you could save out and be like, I'm not going to use some of the best teams. I'm going to hope to get lucky with average teams in weeks five through 10 so I can save my Kansas City's or my Baltimore's or my Eagles until the very end of the season. Well, you could do that, but the whole object is you got to get to the end of the season and. It's almost like those teams can guarantee wins more than a middle-of-the-road team can. And remember, you got to pick 20 winners because Thanksgiving Day and Christmas Day are their own separate weeks. So once you win on Thanksgiving Day, you had to pick one of those three games. So all season long, you had to be looking ahead to, okay, I want to use this team on Thanksgiving, but I can't use them yet. I did. I had Dallas set to go for Thanksgiving. Um, I would have been able to use Dallas on Thanksgiving day because I hadn't used them all season. And I was saving Philly all season. Uh, I hadn't used them because I was going to use Philly on Christmas day. And I would have won both of those. So anyway, I haven't even gotten to the main story. The main story was two weeks ago, there were 13 people left in this pool. And apparently they all got together and 12 of them agreed. Why don't we split? What was it? It was, why don't we split, um, Why don't we guarantee ourselves, let's go 13 of us will get $400,000 each, which brought the pot down to five point, um, uh, which took out about $5.4 million and it brought the pool down to 4 million and then they would play out for that. Everyone agreed of the 13 people left two weeks ago. Everyone agreed. Let's do it. Let's all collect at least something out of this, which 400,000, which is a nice chunk of change. And you still got to compete. For the remaining pot, which would have been $4 million. And one guy who thinks he's the greatest gift to that, walking the face of this earth said no. His name is Vegas Sean. He calls himself Vegas Sean. He calls himself the best gambler in the world. And he basically said, not doing it. I think I have some good teams left. I want to play this out. I'm not splitting with you guys. I'm not chopping at all. We're going through with this. And he fucking had the Broncos this past week. And he's eliminated. Thank God. What a dick. He, well, the, two weeks ago, three people got eliminated, so it was down to 10. So coming into this past week, there were 10 left, and Vegas Sean was one of them. And he's like, no, I'm not chopping. I'm continuing to play. Even though he still could have won good money and could have possibly won the whole thing. And if you look at Vegas Sean's Twitter account, this is exactly what you would expect from a guy who turned down that type of money. Apparently, he's big in the poker world. He's got a shit ton of money already. And he said, I wish all the haters a Merry Christmas. Remember that I'm still the biggest winner in sports and I'll be having a wonderful Christmas still. How I found out about the circus contest was I went to set up an account and deposit 1 million into my new Circa account. I proceeding to make $500,000 within the first couple weeks before my limits got reduced. So gambling at the circus was still very profitable for me. I am still the goat. I'm so glad this guy gets nothing. Guy could have had himself minimum 400 and still competed for the title and he said no. He basically wanted the 9.2 million and the bragging rights all to himself. Thank you New England Patriots for that victory over the Denver Broncos to knock this asshole out of the pool. Because yeah, going into this week, six people had the Broncos and he was one of the six. So that's why they're down to 4. Uh, I think two people had um what was it? It was two uh well, everyone took the Eagles on, on Christmas Day. They all had the Eagles left, so they were doing what I was doing. Yeah, six had the Broncos, two had the Bears, one had the Rams, and one had the Packers. So obviously Bears, Rams, and Packers were all winners, and six took the Broncos. Can you imagine? Can you imagine being one of ten people left in a pool of $9.2 million and you have the Broncos on <laughs> on Sunday? And all you need them to do is win a home game against the New England Patriots. And you had to sit and watch through that. First off, you were probably pissed for three quarters of the game because the Broncos were getting their ass kicked. Then they take over and they tie the game and then force a three and out. And you're like, oh, Broncos are going to come down, kick a field goal, and I'm going to win and I'm going to advance. Nope. Broncos go three and out. New England gets the ball back and they kick a, t- uh, kick a field goal. I don't know what I would do at that point. I mean, put it this way. I would have hedged at this point. You you have to. Knowing you're guaranteed a minimum at that point, 900000 when there were 10 people left in the pool, the worst you could do was win 900000 That's if everybody won the rest of the season. So, Oh, man. That is just – I'm so glad. Vegas, Sean, uh, you're a pompous asshole, and I'm so glad that you don't get to sniff any of the winnings of this year's Circus Survivor Pool. Anyway, thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. Please follow me on Apple Podcasts. Also, rate and review if you can. Um, Sports Daily, obviously, back tomorrow. My daily roundup is up if you want to check that out. Tell your friends about it. Share the Circus Survivor story. Hey, the more people in the pot next pool in year, the bigger the pot is. Yes, it is an expensive entry. I understand that. It's a $1,000 per entry that you want to put in, but... Do you think you're really going to be worried about a $1,000 entry if you get to the end and you have a chance to win millions? Probably not. The return on investment is way too good. There is a chance that Circus Survivor changes up their policy next year in terms of actually paying out people who maybe make the top 50 or top 100. They asked it on Twitter. They sent out a survey of how would you like this pool run in the future? Because right now, it's winner take all. Like I said, at the end of 18 weeks, however many people are left in the pool, it doesn't extend into playoffs. It's it, There's no sort of tiebreaker. It's at the end of 18 weeks, which incorporates 20 picks, because like I said, Thanksgiving and Christmas work as its own separate week. 20 picks, however many people are left at the end of the pool, they just split it. And the pot is 9.2 million this year. There's four people left right now. That's the most that can be left, obviously, this season. So your minimum is 2.3 million. Um, that you're going to win. If you make it to the end, all you got to do is pick two winners uh this week and next week and they made it. They'll have 20 consecutive wins for the for the season. Um but they might split it up next year. And I, I don't know. I mean, it all depends on how much the pot, how bigger the pot gets. But if they're in the 11 to 12 million pot range, I would say absolutely set aside an extra million and maybe the top 100 get 100,000 each. I don't know. Wait, how many would that be? 100 uh, <laughs> I can't even do the math in my head, but um, if the top 100 were given 100,000 each, why am I not able to do the math in my head right now? This is really bothering me. 100,000 times 100. Oh, no, sorry, that's 10 million. You can't do that. You can't give 100 people 100,000 each. No, um, but you can do something. You know, uh, maybe the top 50 get 10,000 each. I mean, I just think people would at least want to win something. But there is the allure of well. Gosh, it'd be great to win millions. What I'm saying is if the pot is 11 or 12 million next year, if they get a couple thousand more entries next year, and considering this year they went from 6,400 in 2022 to 9,300 entries in 2023, my guess is they're looking at the same kind of growth, if not more, for next season. So there's probably going to be uh, 12,000, if not 13,000 entries next year. And so you're looking at a 12 to $13 million pot. So maybe anything over $10 million you set aside for, we're going to give away quarterly prizes or we're going to give away, you make it to the top 100, something like that. I, I think people would be excited about. Because look, it's tough to go 20 and 0. And that's, you know, like two years ago, I would have had, if there was some sort of top 100 in chance, it would have been like more realistic. Like even when I made the top 25, two year, 125 two years ago, I still was 125 away like it. It it, it was kind of close, but it also kind of wasn't. But if I knew that, holy shit, all I got to do is make to the top 100 and I'm going to make a profit out of this. Absolutely. Uh, I think that's more realistic. So, um, yeah, I think that's certainly possible for next year, but we won't know until they give out the new rules, which usually comes out in May or June. So anybody that's interested, if you're if you're really interested and you want a little more um, background on this and how to go about doing it by all means email me at steve at reality steve i can help you out with that anyway thank you all for listening i really appreciate it please follow me on apple podcasts also rate and review tell your friends and remember sports will always be the greatest reality show on television see ya.